bro, do you even lift? Do you even watch films? Like, do you even appreciate mise-en-scene, you little manlet? I'm Elias Jansen. <laughs> I'm Meg Jansen. I'm Noah Jansen. Welcome to Twin Picks. <laughs> Gosh, I love movies. Picks, the show where a pair of actual real life human twins and also me make a double feature out of two movies that share some kind of similarity and then decide which one does its job better. Wow. Here we are. Oh my Here's god, against are. the odds. Truly, we were going to make a big <sighs> elaborate joke about the fact that, as you can probably tell, Eliza sounds very far away. And we were going to be like, oh, I she's in LA, not. so we're like we're in the future. time and space. But the setup to do this was ridiculous and all the comedy and has so left my heart. so unsophisticated. I don't want to have, have fun now. have a series of headphone <laughs> splitters and dongles There's like plugged seven into splitters. a phone on FaceTime with I only also, audio. Yeah. It's, I also like, it's really wild. I spent like a decent amount of money on like my own microphone and borrowing like a recorder from Noah and stuff to bring to America so we could continue this podcast. And then immediately arrived here and found out my boyfriend has a lot of the same equipment. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Max, what the hell? Max, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> no. That's our impression of his <laughs> boyfriend, if you don't know. Oh, um, can we play a little game? now? That, oh, you, are you doing? Oh. Whoa, there we go. Lee, you leave with impressions and then I'll, I've got a no, game. No, 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 no. I was just going to say, like, I was. I thought it would be cute to lean into one of the movies today because it has, like, you know, it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, so it's, like, born oh, for yeah. impressions. But you go with your thing first, go. please. No. Oh, okay, my thing <laughs> is you have to guess. We're going to make, like, ASMR-y noises and you have to guess oh my God. which like, what we're doing. Because I can't see for the viewers, you can't like, see yeah, us. Can't see us. Yeah, for the viewers. This is I just mean, audio, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go first and then Meg's going to go. Okay, okay, do something. Drinking diet diet coke. No, I was drinking a tea, but the drinking you couldn't really tell from that. Maybe if it was like fizzling or something. Yeah. Make okay. do you have something. Do I have to do something? Yeah, you have to do I've something. I've got mine then. ready. Oh no, I'll do I'll do that one actually. Okay. What was that? A clap. I'll, I'll do it again. No. <laughs> it's like one of those radio show things where you win fifty grand if yeah. you can guess. This one's really specific Except you win too. our Except respect. You don't Will I do you think I'll be able to get it? I don't I'm know. describing you an this? item that I was describing before oh. as an udder. Oh, you're like a weird pink <laughs> water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> I have this water bottle with like a straw. Oh, I've got a really good no, one. No, this isn't interesting I've for anyone. I've got one more. I've got us. one more. I actually reckon people oh, will know what I this know is. Fine, yeah, yeah okay. Good you ready? You ready? Nice noise. Oh, Eliza, I know she doesn't have them. Is it like Everyone a slap band? That. Like one of those wrist things that like <laughs> no. slap Yes, I brought a slap band. Wait, I'll do a more distinct one. I don't think I did it properly. Eliza, I know she doesn't have them. listen. Other people know. <gasps> I know what people it is. People know what that is. It's yeah, AirPods it? zocking. Yes! Yes! That's so impressive. Yeah. I wouldn't have been yeah, able to do that. that was I don't crazy. know what that sounds like at all. Yes, oh, I'm very a good. There you go. Apple, baby. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, she's in LA. She's not here. I'm We've established America. that properly. Thank I'm, you for joining us, regardless, Liza. Yeah. How, wait, what time is it for you right now? It's 12 6 a.m., the witching hour. But that's okay. Disgusting. It's so exciting. <laughs> No, it's fine. Very fun. Um, yeah, right. I mean, I mean, I mean, impressions. Sweet. No, <laughs> I don't want to do an impression. <laughs> I can't do it. I was going to say, I'm in California. I could go visit Gold's Gym, which is where oh, wow. one of which our is movies where largely movies. takes place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the movies we're doing, the movies we're doing are both about bodybuilding. We're doing Pumping Iron, the documentary, oh, and we're yeah. doing Pain and Gain, the Michael Bay action comedy film. Uh huh. Yeah. And they're both very much like about like themes that are usually attached to bodybuilding of yes. like, you know, like personal improvement and, and like what yeah. it is to be the best. And Even like, like vanity. Yeah, vanity. And like the American dream a little bit and yeah, stuff. Of like what it American is to be a winner centric. and stuff. How do you guys feel about this being the first documentary that we're doing? Like I can't believe I'm it's I'm so happy. Us, yeah. 
I'm I would love do to do It's taken us a long time because yeah. we also have some like an animated film uh, for next week as well, which we really mm. haven't done yet either. So yeah. like, I no, think I'm good. more keen to do a, like I'm very excited to do a documentary. I love documentary films. Yeah. Like they would be my go to like if I want to watch something. I especially find a documentary like this. I think it's going to be really interesting to talk about because like a documentary like especially from this era, a lot of them really are just like straight up. We show you what this life oh, it's is not like even it, critical. it doesn't it isn't even critical it doesn't no. like have much of an opinion so it's gonna be interesting mm. to or, kind of like break down a film like this yeah or is its criticism just more subtle and we're more used to like yeah, a really exactly. flashy hyper you know hyper Over, cut edited yeah, exactly. style of doco mm, completely I don't know. <laughs> so much to think <laughs> yeah. about i feel like the documentary like your time is virtually never wasted like even if the documentary is kind of corny or shitty at least you're like Wow, I learned something interesting about the actual world. <laughs> like, yeah, everything totally. feels really necessary movie, to one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally. like we're not dwelling on something. You're always learning quickly. Yes. Well, let's get into it. Are we let's starting learn. with documentary? I think we're. I yes. think we're starting with pumping some iron. Yeah, I'm gonna go pump it. some iron. Spot me, bro. Let's no. spot each okay. other. <laughs> Can multiple? Could you? <laughs> oh my god, I had a great idea at the gym. Could everyone? <laughs> Could it be like a, you know, massage chain where like everyone is just spotting <laughs> everyone in front of each other the whole time? The second that you started saying that question, I was like, you knew where I was this going. is going to be dumb because Eliza, like, oh, you uh, have been to a gym. The principle of like spotting is that you don't have anything in your hands so you can catch <laughs> the weight if they drop them. So you couldn't yourself no, be lifting okay, weights. Okay, well, every second person is just doing squats. Oh, so true. Yeah. Alternating between. So but then I feel like, like if one person, but the point of a spotter happens. is if something goes wrong, they're there. So if one person's squatting and then they need to act as a spotter, they're like, oh, I have to help the person. They ruin the chain and then everyone's in danger. Yeah, if they're doing squats, they just like fall over. Can't a girl dream? <laughs> well, I think it's viable. I think some guy could just be like, you know, standing upright and like clenching. <laughs> Never mind. Let's get on to pumping eyes. I'm so I don't sorry. Think Eliza's ever been to a gym. She just said I've someone's clenching. Someone <laughs> clenches. I just go to that's the gym. What, that's and what the gym is. Just a, bunch, just a bunch of clenches. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. Pumping Iron is a 1977 documentary directed by George Butler and Robert Fiore. And it has this um, really interesting structure, I feel, where... It's all about um, the small world of bodybuilding, particularly centered around Venice Beach, California. But it starts off being about one dude, uh, Mike Katz, and then he loses his competition and it turns into focusing way more on this rivalry between Lou Ferrigno, who was then just an up-and-coming sweet little introverted bodybuilder guy, sweet little introverted muscle freak, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> who was the five-time champion of Mr. Universe and oh, yeah. how, you know, this massive takedown between these two huge characters. How did you guys feel about that? That it was sort of one story and then completely diverted to another one? Yeah. I think a thing about, not that it was necessarily an issue in my like viewing of the film, but it did definitely like throw me. Right. Like, I think because I understand the film today you know, three, four decades later Mm -hmm. as the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Mm. and it's marketed as that since it came out or whatever, watching it and watching it knowing that it was a little bit, almost made me like distance myself from the film to like originally you sort of, you're right, this protagonist is Michael Katz. And then even when it sort of did try to position this rivalry, they sort of pushed with Lou the underdog Underdog. thing but there was no way he was ever going to win and so it Mm. almost felt like to me every narrative that didn't that didn't sort of turn out the Michael Katz thing the Lou Ferrigno thing it just proved what the marketing of the film and the how we remember it did like has achieved since then like it just mm. proved the point of like like it almost just felt like why'd you do that if eventually it was just going to be become the Arnold Schwarzenegger? It's really interesting to me that like one of the first points that like stuck out to you was like a sense of distancing from it. Because I think like the thing that sticks out to me with this, that like is my favorite thing in any documentary um, is the idea of, and I think part of the structure that Eliza, you talked about that supports that is that 
when you're first introduced to this like world, mm-hmm. it almost is presented in a way that like works along with the way you think of it. And that you're like, this is fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You're like, like with that first guy, whatever, Mike, what Mike was his Katz. name? Mike, Mike, Katz. Mike Katz. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, like it's kind of embarrassing. Like you're in this like weird little hall. Yeah. And, and like, he has a wife like, and kids at home. Yeah, he has a wife and kids and he's, like, mm. telling them how to do it. And you're just like, you're a bit of a loser. Yeah. And then from the, – but then it does the thing of, like, I think quite effectively it goes from there into the human story of, yeah. like, the rivalry. And it does that awesome thing of making an impenetrable world make sense. Like, at the start of the movie, you don't – you're just like, they all look the same. Like, you're like, everyone yeah. looks just like a giant flesh of, like, meat. <laughs> and then you really start to, to – like – when, especially when you start to hear more from like Arnie, like what really changes the movie for me is when he has that speech about being like, when a sculptor is sculpting a painting and they go, oh, I want to add like a bit more of a bicep, they slap on more clay and they mold it. Mm. We just do that, but we do that with like exercises from, like, in the gym. From the and from there, you start to like understand it mm. more. Right. I, I definitely, think it, I think that structure really supports that. Like, I think my favorite part idea. of the film was understanding the logic behind why people do this why people do this yeah. but i would say that like even though they did sort of d- like you know divide the stories up between the like characters or whatever the yeah. um subjects they all sort of blended into one like the i don't know the the catch cry of the entire culture was just so similar that it it wasn't as if I was watching one person's story, like Mike Katz's story or Lou Ferrigno's story, and being like, it's that different from Schwarzenegger's or any yeah. other person on that stage. And honestly, I do think, I don't know if you could have achieved the authenticity that this documentary captures if it was to be more critical, because it doesn't ask questions of any of its subjects it literally just lets them go on tangents Mm -hmm. and that does reveal like a lot about the subjects but I do sort of think that because they were allowed to just talk and talk and talk and explain the logic behind what they did and speak to the culture of bodybuilding it meant that we were only really getting what they want us to know about this culture not you know the how demanding and it must be on your body like Mm. surely this is ruining so many of their bodies and surely even just their self-esteem and like yeah the vanity that it involves it it wasn't critical enough for me in that respect either interesting it's funny that you're um you pointed out its authenticity because um doing a bit of research this morning about it basically everyone involved in the film like even people who come across pretty badly in it or like Mike Katz who kind of is victimised and has this sort of sob story ending in the film, they've all said it was staged to some extent. Like, um, Oh, yeah. oh really? Yeah, so, um, at the, you know, the scene where Mike Katz's competitor steals this shirt that's his, T-shirt, you know, yeah. his lucky, yeah. like, lucky charm or whatever and Mike really reacts to it. Both people on both sides of the little prank or whatever have come out and been like, yeah, like this was an incident that we talked about to the filmmakers, to George Butler and Robert Fiore, and they said like, would you be okay with like reenacting it? And both of them were like, "Uh, I don't know if we want to do that the day of the competition and were kind of coaxed into it. And they said like, you know, it's not a big deal. Um, You know, Mike was visibly hurt by it in the film. Like I don't think he's faking that, but it was kind of staged and – um, I think that's like, really interesting. Th- yeah, it's weird in a movie where so much of it you can't fake. Like the only yeah. way these people can look like that is because every day they spend like the an work. insane amount yeah. of hours. Like that is their job, just making their body bigger. <laughs> but mm, yeah. yeah, like it, it, I don't think it feels like a very phony film. But Arnold Especially has said like, film... you know, sorry, after you. No, I was just gonna say like he was kind of coached into being like you could be like a massive star, like you know. You can play mm, this large yeah. life character, and he was like, "Yeah, no worries, I'll be the villain. Like that's fine." Exactly. I, I, like going off what you said, like especially seeing as it's a film that, like, part of its strength is it doesn't feel like it has much of an angle. Like, no. there's there is a distinct underdog story there, but I think like part of what makes it such like entertaining viewing now is like when I look at this documentary about the world of bodybuilding, I think about. Uh, like what bo- the way I view bodybuilding now yes. and like different attributes that I like hold to it now that I'm like, are they present then in the sense of like, I think about like 
like a big one is like the idea of like masculinity and men being like like obviously a big danger of bodybuilding and of like being obsessed with fitness like people are now in like the fitness world is that it's like oh rather than you know like be open emotionally or like invest in myself in this way like the only way that I'll experience life is by like improving myself physically Mm -hmm. beyond improving who I am like internally like Mm. I think you see so many like interesting little glimpses into like their humanity that are so fascinating like to me here Arnie is like so alive like Mm. I was talking with uh Darce when we watched it about how like when Lou is training you're just like you you're working so hard and like we it's so clear that he wants it but you don't have what Arnie has and it's not yeah. even physically it's just like you're no, like you know what it there is. is a spirit to Arnie and you just he's so like <laughs> even in the film he's like mildly arrogant yeah. mildly he's pretty arrogant at times but you're just like you are such an electric person to watch and yeah. we're going to talk sure. about um in pain and gain the the Dwayne the Rock thing as well about like what is like you know like obviously his career took off and nobody calls Arnie a bad actor but like what is, is this? Like, you it's so interesting. He's one of the great yeah, actors. Of he's one of the great actors, but he's an electric watch. Yeah. And in this, you just go Although like. Although I would so say that nobody else could do Terminator. Like that is a very. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like but nobody would, else could do. You that. wouldn't attribute it to like his talent or skill or like. No, it's, it's really literally just. It's his physical. He has presence. that character mm. down. Yeah. What I would say about the the distinction between Lou and Arnie as subjects in this film is that Lou. Like, all of them make it look like work, obviously. But Arnie, it's literally like this man was made to Completely. Like, do yeah. this. Like, exactly. this is his calling. And then everyone else around him, it's like it's like you can it literally see them all just, like, looking up to it's him. It's like he was born to deserve it. Like, there's this weird thing about being, like, <laughs> in, any, in any field in life you have to, like, go through the ground level and, like, crawl through the mud to get to the top. Mm. And there's this idea that, like, Sometimes in some people, they just arrive and mm. they're born to be there. Right. Mm. And it's this weird thing with Arnie where I'm like, you go like no one should be able to come from like, overseas, like, come from Austria, come to LA and like immediately be like the, the person, the, the star. And, then and the second you see him, you're just like, yeah, and then I agree. Be yeah. a politician. Be a governor. Like yeah. it's incredible. It's it literally yeah. is. And you, you watch it, this movie and you literally, you just get it. You, I really, it's so effective in that way. I think the thing that interested me the most about this film was, and, and in what it said to me about its subjects, was like how simply it put, this thing that could be seen as so bizarre. Like yeah. most of these men have surrendered any form of actual stable income. Mm. This is primarily their full-time like function. It serves literally no utility because none of them are working in fields where they actually have to use their body to no. do something. They are so jacked. They literally, their their life is about symmetry and creating symmetry and it's so interesting how they literally this film is just saying like if we're thinking about like what is this film trying to say it's trying to say like look at this subculture and yeah. how it has yeah. you know metastasized to become to this talk about huge what, thing what it's trying to like and then what also what it's become since then like yes. from it. Yeah, the man, distinction between totally how we understand fitness now and then, like fitness, especially yeah. in Australia, I would argue is such a big component and more and more um, in the 21st century, I feel like we're told like, you know. Yeah, you people need- didn't use, the, the gym used to be like not what Jogging it is now. Jogging didn't exist before like the 70s and 80s. Yeah, like even And even in Europe, like they they don't you know, exercise is like a part of like habitual, like if, if you're not interested in doing it, it's not really a thing. Whereas here, like even if you hate exercising, it's kind of ingrained in your culture. Everyone yeah. has to and have an American membership too. or whatever. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But how it has evolved yeah. from then, it's sort of this weird. It's like a freak show basically. Li- yeah, it's a real like fly on the wall mm. subculture. And then today, you know, you would have like any average Joe at the gym aspiring to work out like these people yeah. are working out where yeah. it's like their full-time vocation. Well, I think seeing in a film as well, like um, pain and gain is kind of an exception because they're meant to be like monstrously jacked. But yeah, in the 22, 2000s and 2010s, 
like this is the standard of how an action movie star looks like. Like Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger yeah. was a freak in the 70s and 80s. And now, like, fucking Chris Pratt and, like, Kumail Nanjiani are expected to look yeah. like this when they're in a movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. it is so weird how quickly this has been, like, absorbed oh, into our culture. I feel like there's – I feel like we've – I feel like it's a constant wave, the action thing of, like, we had the Arnie thing. Like, the success of Die Hard is exclusively based on being, like, he doesn't look like Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Right. He looks like the everyman, and I feel like maybe now what? it swings Bruce together. Bruce Willis does not look like no. no but the whole thing of Die Hard is that he's he was like he was fallible, like he could he got cut up and he didn't. He's not like jacked, you know. Like he was. Yes, he is. No, Bruce no, no. He's a, he's a Bruce Willis is jacked. No, not in that movie. Who, who are you thinking he's of? Like just an old, old Bruce dude. Willis. Like old Bruce looking. Willis is jacked. He he's looks jacked. like a dad. I'm thinking of Vin Diesel. There we go. Jesus. I was like, what are you talking I, in about? My head, I was like, the pacifier. You're so racist. The <laughs> fucking huge. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Liz, do you see people? So you see people like these all the time uh, no. on those LA beaches, I'm sure. No, I need to go down to do you want to go up and, her room. Do you want to go up and no. touch her boobs? <laughs> oh, pace. my God, I do. They're titties. Speaking of, it's kind of filmed. There are so, <laughs> so many bits. Well, just a handful of titty. Uh, there are so many bits where I'm like, this is. <laughs> filmed like a nature documentary yes. like when it's like really close up on their boobs and you're like oh that's so <laughs> yeah. interesting like that yeah. just like the way their this bodies film work made me feel really sweaty yes yeah, i think that something about the 70s was real sweaty you guys <laughs> yeah. yeah i think it's like all the matte and like brown colors and shit like ooh, yeah this is like muggy in here but i think like <laughs> um really yeah i wonder if the cinematography of this film is a little bit underrated because on re-watching it I was like, there's something really clever going on where, like, all of the environments look really almost quite flat and simple and it gives the bodies so much dimension. Like, it is, like, almost like this plastic art. Like, Noah, you talked about the sculpture before. There is, like, a real tactile feel to this movie where you're like, yeah, you're like, let me touch the titty. Like, it's right there. I wonder how much of that. Like, reach out and grab it. Yeah, I wonder how much of that was literally just the architecture of the environment that these competitions are held. Like the fact that they are on like a stage with like the black curtain and then these like Adonises are coming out oiled up, super jacked, and they're standing under a spotlight and they just happen to be lit so well and that's the architecture of the situation. Or whether real work went into it, I don't know. Mm. But however, whatever they did, I saw a lot of muscle, I saw a lot of sweat, I saw a lot of oil. I'm not complaining. Yeah. I'm thirsty. That's it. Um, one thing that, that I saw a lot of that. That was good. It was a more theatrical statement yeah, from good. Megan than we usually You're get. Welcome. I loved it. <laughs> She's always turning it on. I'm turning it on for. <laughs> I was going to say another thing. I feel like you see is because they have no body fat. They're like really wrinkly, and they have like thinning hair from like steroids or other things. And then. When they talk, they're oh, like, oh, yeah. There's so many. I was going to save a bunch of stuff for the, like, comparison and stuff, but, like, there's so many weird features in them in them that, again, it feels like a nature documentary. Yeah. Like, like, they the all tanning. have baby teeth. They all have baby teeth. Oh, yeah, and we really looked up, gummy smiles. And it's literally, I will look up, I'll, I'll save it for the comparing and, and contrasting section. Like, literally part of, like, the steroid use and what it is to get that built in a shorter amount of time means that, your teeth like move apart, and that's why all of them have gap teeth. That's mm. Creepy, amazing. We see right through you, bodybuilders. I was gonna say, we, we right see you. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, like, yeah, they'll look really like kind of fucked up from steroids and stuff. And then when they're interviewed, they'll be like, "Yeah, I'm 23." <laughs> and you're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I'm so sorry, sweetie." Um, I feel like we should um, move on, but if no one mm-hmm. has any objections, do you mind if I read out Arnold's famous? Coming at the gym. Quote. Yes. Do it. Well, how have oh we not mentioned it yet? This. Go I hate for that it. you're saying this out loud, but I love no, it. No, it's amazing. Go. Okay, okay I'm going to just read it out as me. I can't do it on the person. All right, here we go. It's as satisfying to me as uh, coming is, you know, as uh, having sex with a woman and coming. And so you, can you believe how much I am in heaven? I am like uh, getting the feeling of coming in a gym. I'm getting the feeling of coming at home. I'm getting the feeling of coming backstage when I pump up, when I pose in front of 5,000 people. I get the same feeling, so I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? So, you know, I'm in heaven. Are we really going to include that? The governor. (laughs) We can think about it.
is a 2013 action comedy film directed by Michael Bay and based on a true story. Bay? on a true story oh my god oh very um, clever yeah thanks and <sighs> it follows the three super muscle bound guys in florida played by mark Wahlberg, anthony mackie and Dwayne the john roxon who kidnap extort and eventually Fuck off. <laughs> please 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 let me have this please. and eventually eventually they murder uh their client one of um Mark Wahlberg's clients at his gym, all in pursuit Monk. of the American dream. Yes, Tony Shalhoub, Monk himself. <laughs> um, Mr. Monk. Yeah. This movie get- wants to this movie wants to be Jacked Wolf of Wall Street so badly. Oh I think it just wants to be like every Coen Brothers movie. Ooh, it's like, it's really? Michael would be like, I can do Coen Brothers. I can do like Fargo and stuff. And you're like, no, you I can't. Feel <laughs> but I liked it more than I thought I would. I think he can do Coen Brothers. I think he knocked this out of the park. I like this movie. You loved it. I really I quite I loved I, it. I didn't mind you it. are a slut for Michael Bay. <laughs> when? No. Okay. Oh we do need to, Elias, I, I, I feel like you will really well lead the charge into like we I, I know we've yeah we've yeah. had this real chat about like we such a well we yeah. just like we struggle with like so much of like the past like five to ten years of like film twitter and like film journalism has been like uh-huh, uh-huh. critical reappraisal and like looking at things and being like this thing that you thought it as trash is actually like amazing yeah. and it <laughs> has meant that some things get like an amazing new life that they deserve. Mm. My textbook one is uh, the Wachowskis uh, Speed Racer. Like uh, sure. it now has the life it deserves, stuff like that. Yeah. I struggle with how much we do it for Michael the Bay. Wachowskis even though did Speed Racer. Yeah, yes. the Wachowski brothers did Speed Racer and it's amazing. It's really, really good. Sisters, and that film came I out guess, and we discarded but yeah. it. Sisters, but yeah. Oh, yeah, but back, back then wasn't were it? They brothers, out, they were brothers back then, yeah. That's all crazy. Yeah, That's all crazy town. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you hear the new Matrix is going to be like about yes. um, like transsexuals like and like the LGBTIQ community and stuff? How well, I mean, there's a reading for that to be in the Matrix as well. That it's like, yeah, totally. wow, in the internet, like you realize. <laughs> in the internet, what the fuck am I talking about? It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like opening your eyes. Eliza, to- are you in the Matrix? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's like the Matrix. Why are we talking about the Matrix? But it's like. You know, yeah, what if your no, whole worldview is completely wrong and from birth you've been being used in this really cold, like, materialistic Totally. Person, and you can actually have this free, cool life that's kind of Of, like, whatever you want to be. Yeah, and like, all yeah. the characters are, like, you know, Like, what makes you happy, yeah, totally. We need to do the Matrix sometime. <laughs> that is our life. That, yeah, that's just one. That's what we're talking about today. Sorry. As I say, and uh, we do that with Michael Bay a lot now. Like we try to be like, he actually isn't trash. He's like this amazing auteur that we haven't been recognizing. Yeah. A lot of that is true. Like, but did you guys see his... Underground? I no. hear it's like it was nonsensical. Real did not like. Yeah. It. Anyway, this is Sorry. one of his best movies. Yes, yeah. but I don't think we have to call it a masterpiece. I don't think you're going to, but yeah. No, no I wouldn't say it's I... a masterpiece. Oh, Eliza really loves this film. Well, no. Can you kick us off with some big really thoughts of what it. works? It's just cool. Mm. I think like I think based on a true story is a really great sandbox for Michael Bay to play around in because like yeah, the, I thing, agree. Yeah, the thing about his movies is they are so weightless. Anything that happens, you're like, I don't give a shit, like – he he has yeah. so many like trademarks that he just falls back on. Like the main one being explosions. That's like the joke that everyone says his movies yeah. are like just explosions. But also like beautiful, sexy girls with big boobs. Yeah. Like yeah. really crass, mm. like potty humor, random violence, hypersaturated yeah. colors. And in this case, because at the end of the movie it says these characters are currently being sentenced to death on death row. You're yeah. like, oh fuck. Like this like has, it does that's just not a thing to subscribe to. Necessitates yeah. high stakes. You know, where otherwise you just don't believe it. I agree. That made for me, I agree with like, especially the moments of just like gratuitous sexuality. They're always showing, um, what was her name? The Russian. Yeah. I don't Uh, know. This woman, like she's so hypersexualized always at strip clubs. That's where everything happens. But like, I didn't hate it because it kind of did have those high stakes. I feel like Michael Bay relishes in it too much to be making a point about it, honestly. I don't know that he was trying to make a point, but I don't know that I'm that that he wasn't. Like Eliza's kind of pointing out the thing that like, what a great, what great material to have, kind of like we talked about Scorsese doing in the past, Mm -hmm. like making a feedback on your tropes and like kind of being like, 
you thought I was glamorizing these things, but I'm actually doing that to show you how bad they are, blah, blah, blah. But like here, I think there's a big, at the core of the film, I think it is wrestling with that it should be that thing more, but Michael Bay can't really help himself. Like yeah. there are a few moments that I wrote down that really stuck out to me as the film that I'd rather see. Yeah. Um, or just that I wish we locked into a bit more. Uh, the At one point he goes like, and he mentions a few times, like a few times, I want people to see me the way I see myself. Mm. And I find like, I think what a great link to, bring like the American dream into like bodybuilders and like what that vanity is. And to be like, I am owed a thing like me. We're born into these, like, you know, we're born into this form and it's what you do from there that makes you a winner. So I'm a winner because I've gotten to this form. Why am I not being rewarded? I mean, but it kind of doesn't, I just doesn't hit that home for me enough. I don't know. I think that's like literally capitalism. And I think it factors into both pain and gain and pumping iron. This idea that like, What's great about America is like, he basically, Mark Warburg basically says this at the start of the film when he's like, America used to be a bunch of puny little colonies and now it's like the most <laughs> buff country in the world. Where it's like, yeah. Yeah, the best, you know, the ideal of American, like the American dream is that you can start with nothing and become something and like yeah. you can work as hard as you want and you'll be rewarded. And it's like, that's not true. Like, mm. for many yeah. reasons, that does not happen all Completely. the time. And that's also why Eliza will be voting for Bernie Sanders. Yes. Oh, my God, Bernie, you guys, Bernie, I'm going Bernie. to a Bernie rally and public energy. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. oh my God. And Dick Van Dyke that's really and cool. Sarah Silverman are, like, giving Have you seen Dick Van Dyke? Why does he have always you, have, like, the have best lineups? Have you seen Dick Van Dyke's video promoting him and he's like, I'm voting for the younger fella. I'm voting for Bernie because he's so old. It's oh, so charming. Because so like, everyone calls Bernie, like, too old and shit. And he's yeah, like, he's I'm voting. He's 20 years younger Yeah, he's like, he's 20 years younger than me. I'm voting for him. So cute. Wow, sorry. I really took us off the path. Sorry. But the thing... <laughs> the thing that I was going to say was um, where in the past I've struggled with Michael Bay films has been like the tone. I, I can never grasp what trying to, like kind of tone it's going for. I really felt that in this film, but I wasn't brought out mm-hmm. of the film by it. If anything, it was kind of that Brechtian thing of like it made me oh engage more. Where it was oh like, what the fuck is this trying to do? Guys, I'm trying to be clever. It it's is. Funny. No, I'm just saying that I want you to make this stretch <laughs> with all of my heart. Like, Whatever. Go. Forget it. So Bertolt Brecht. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, keep please finish just, your point. I'm so sorry. I just felt like it was very, um, it was very like assaulting. Like when they would go from like punching and like, you know, really torturing someone and like moments of violence and moments of hypersexuality to really stupid things like the I, rock I almost comically trying to like snort this huge line of cocaine. Yeah. You know what, I, it's think, like, this is stupid. I think I'm being too harsh because I, 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 I really loved it. And I think I'm actually saying like, I see everything you guys are saying. I just reckon like it was so close to locking that in really tightly right. thematically. But I do agree that like, it is the great thing of like, oh yeah, Michael Bay's like assault on the senses here really works. Like mm. that mm. idea translates to this content really well and makes it about something. Because I actually think in other films, he strikes a tone pretty consistently. It's just dumb. Like the tone is just like, this is fucking stupid. And like racist jokes are funny and like women mm. are sexy. Mm. But I think here, like the tone kind of feels right. I just wish that like the meat under its bones was like like a bit more succinct and tight. The yeah. meat under its wait, bones. Is that what, it, wait, what did you say? Noah <laughs> the, does not the go meat, to the gym. No, the meat on its bones. <laughs> bones under its meat. No, yeah. the meat on the... The meat on the bones. The I flesh wish it had the, more meat on its bones. The yeah. hat on the... It has a lot boy. of meat. They're the like, hip it's, it's bones muscly. connected to the... so dumb. Sorry, Liz. What were you saying? Let's talk about the performances here. Because, like, he... I think he did a great job casting Mark Wahlberg, who is innately going to draw in, like, a bro audience. That would be like, yeah. oh yeah, man. These Wahlberg is kind of sensational. Like as yeah. an actor, it's so cool. That you're just like, you I, are always such a clean win. This me. was a big <laughs> win, I reckon, for Wahlberg. Oh well, big win for Michael Bay because it almost felt like he was taking the piss out of himself. Like if yeah. anyone knows Mark Wahlberg's his like, daily routine, life routine, like he wakes up at four a.m. every day and works out for two hours. Yeah, and then he like starts his day and like he's he like quite openly has just this like fucked up he like prays yeah. every three hours and he sees his kids for like 15 minutes and then works out 
And it's crazy. <laughs> and that's what he does. And then seeing him in this movie, it's almost like a little bit self-reflexive. It's like, are you ta- are you taking the piss out of the fact that you do that? Because he does that with like very sincerely in his real life. I think that's so an I feel interesting like part that of having The Rock as well. Yeah. I would um, also say yeah. that, yeah, the same thing for The Rock. I would where say. It's like. Oh. <laughs> you can, no, you no, go. You get off, Liz. I was just going to say. No, go. For me, I feel like this is the last time The Rock played a character and not just The Rock himself yeah although part of me is like isn't this just like is who is the rock i was really gonna say this is where i think i was gonna like really invest in the dwayne arnold the dwayne train. Con- like the the dwayne train uh convo in our, compare, in our comparing with because i think he is the he is pretty much like the modern day equivalent of what schwarzenegger was back then and i think there's a reason that it's not as effective now and i think also he lacks something that uh arnie has okay. i don't know i just don't think Dwayne. one of my problems with this film is that the like the qualities of the characters are all pretty interchangeable like too interchangeable right. yeah. for me um and like again i wish they leaned harder into being like all these guys are fucking buffoon mm. like idiots that we shouldn't get behind or we should feel bad for getting behind but sometimes it like agrees with mark and and what mark Wahlberg and anthony mackie and Dwayne's the only one that kind of is set up as like having a character as this like really religious guy that's like extremely like he's huge and like he's such a machine uh, that like it's very close to, you know, like when they get all this success kind of going off the rails and he's like just wants to go back to prison so he isn't tempted by like coke and um, and yeah. like addiction and drugs and stuff anymore. Um and I feel like at some points he's like, I'm going to do a comedy, like characterization, big mm. funny thing. And sometimes I'm just going to be real. Really sincere. And I, I don't know, not only do I not think it works, I don't think it's a mistake that Arnold would ever have made. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Interesting. Damn. I thought that Rebel Wilson was really good in this movie. I thought she was so bad in this I really <laughs> liked oh her God. in this movie. That was like my favourite performance I've ever seen of her. Jeez. It's the smallest performance I've ever seen from her, which is like, like I don't, I, as in, like, I don't think <laughs> she, yeah, I, again, like, I don't think she was like going like insane with it or anything. No, like, I, I liked went her huge, in it, but. and I didn't, I didn't anticipate that I would, but I did. Yeah. Um, again, I'm, I'm I think we have lots it. to talk about with the star power thing in yes. uh, comparing and contrasting. Yeah, Lizzie, what did you, what did you, you brought up the um, cast? What did, what did you generally think of the performances? Oh yeah, like uh, I feel like I've kind of said it all. Like I think they were fun and like. They definitely um, worked to, to serve, like, the secret point of the film, I think, which is, like, they were funny and sometimes quite sympathetic. And so by the end of yeah. the film, when you're jarred back into being like, oh, yeah, these guys are all in prison and people, real people died, some really innocent people who kind of mm. didn't do anything wrong, they were literally chopped up and, like, burnt on a barbecue in front of some building. Yeah, Like, you can read the, um, you know, this really extensive report of it. And I think, like, you know, even when they tell you that, when you leave the cinema, you're like, huh, that was fun. That was kind of a plain movie or, like, a you mm. know, Saturday afternoon movie. Mm. It was, yeah. like, it made me laugh and, like, I'll probably forget about it. And, like, I have. Like, I watched Pain again, like, a couple of years ago and yeah. rewatching yeah. it, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about all this because it's yeah. so fun and light and, like, zappy and it looks like a Michael Bay movie. By the end of the film, you don't realize all this programming it's done on you. I think. Yeah. And I, I, I feel point. like I'm really impressed by it. I feel like aspects of like that sort of um, approach to this subject or like this content is probably something that the film Vice missed for me. Oh yeah. When Vice went in in terms of like it took the same approach but with a different tone like it took this really like assaulting almost a bit schizophrenic like editing it had the whole like you know we're gonna like show how stupid all these decisions are and it brings you in and out with all this crazy narration like decisions on stuff but vice like for me like fucked it by being like super super serious it took itself so seriously right where this film pain and gain didn't and I admired admired it for that. Right. In like kind of in a way that problematic you kind of thing is the thing I enjoy about it the most. Like yeah. the family hates the family of the victims hate this film. They're oh like, yeah, yeah. Because they're like you died. literally made this into like a Hollywood blockbuster. And yeah, yeah. Profit and it, off it in a like really Marky Mark. Way. Yeah, 
like had fun where, with this. Yeah, whereas <laughs> the best part of this is like let's take the angle of being like, look at how enormous, like these guys are fucking huge, like machines, <laughs> and then they're just these dumb idiots. Um, yeah. Yeah, and just it being about, yeah, sure. I think both films are kind of about, like, the people who are selling us the American dream. And Penguin does that in itself, like, in all its marketing. Like, as much as you can criticise it for being shameless, it's like, well, it's on brand, so. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Good point. Let's compare. Let's let's have a look at both movies. All right, it's time to compare the picks. Let's talk about which film we think did its job better the, the, by the parameters it set out for itself. So Pumping Iron being a documentary, giving you a look into the world of bodybuilding, which at the time was a real niche and like quite a small, weird little fitness subculture, versus Pain and Game being a really entertaining, true crime, like zany action movie. Yeah, um, I think I think you've pretty accurately like pointed on to like zoned in on what the okay. two films are trying to do. Like I think that's pretty much I don't really have to challenge mm. that really. Thank like that's you. kind of just what they want to do. Yeah, I think I so, agree too. After yeah. watching both of these movies, how do you guys feel about bodybuilding itself? Like what kind of insight do you have into the the it, art, the sport? Yeah, I guess, I guess subculture yeah, I like Sorry? subculture from Megan. So, I'll take subculture from Meg. Um, I, I think pumping iron makes me feel very sympathetic, but towards it, but where it's gone, like, as we said, like, I think these things are present then as well, but I think pain and gain pretty well subscribes to how I see bodybuilding and then kind of makes a joke about it the whole time of like, Mm. here are people who are obsessed with how they look and their appearance. And I kind of think about whenever I see someone that's huge some huge dude. I'm just like, I can't help but be like, I reckon you should go to therapy or just like talk. I, I, I don't know what their life's like. I don't know how much they know themselves, but I'm just like, I I think that like from my little pretentious like outside view, it looks to me like anybody that spends that much time crafting themselves has got maybe a veil over like bigger parts of themselves. But I think, again, I think like, in Pumping Iron, that's mm. something that you can interestingly look at the film and be like, I wonder if I see a presence of that in there. Whereas yeah. in Pain and Gain, like, well, like you know, Pumping Iron, it's like, you know, with a documentary, you're like looking in on the world and like mm. it's kind of, yeah, just, it's kind of like yeah. people watching. That's what like, I'm trying to get at, um, people watching. Yeah. The same filmmakers did make a sequel to Pumping Iron. It was just called Pumping yeah, with Iron women. the ladies, like the women. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so like it's not just a male thing, but like Very true. when you talk about, um, you know, guys being really shut off and just turning to like working on their body and not anything yeah. else. Like, I definitely think of the million like, you know, relationship Reddit posts <laughs> I've read where the comments will be like, "You need to dump it, man. Just work on yourself. Just go to the gym and start lifting weights." It's like, yeah, literally. You really think that will be the solution for every every guy that you would give advice to? Like, that is just a one size fits even just like the association better. of it with like anger and rage like it literally yeah. is just the fragile masculinity thing of like something that pain and gain does quite well where like every time that they can't punch a, that they're gonna punch a wall they do unless there's a weight there in which case like there's so many bits where like something's gone wrong and they're like i need to do a set man i need yeah, to do a like set a and they just like go on the bench yeah mm-hmm. it's literally it's it's just like a like a means of like, this isn't just out of thin air. It's literally a means of them taking, like, projecting and placing their emotion in an external way that isn't talking about yeah, it. Compartmentalizing. I don't <laughs> and I find know. that really interesting. Yeah, compartmentalizing. I find it really uh, kind of scary. I don't know that I agree that much with your take because I think, especially in Pumping Iron. Of the culture or, like, in of my take on the culture or of my take on, like, those probably films? Probably both. Or? I think Especially on Pumping Iron, I don't think yeah, that fair. they were that. Like, I actually surprisingly found them to be like quite affectionate with each other. It's more nostalgic. Although they yeah. had these rivalries, it seemed almost novel to me. And they were quite physical in their affection when you saw the, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger winning this bodybuilding competition and being not Mr. Universe, but Mr. Olympia. Olympia. Is it? Yeah. Um, there was a very physical, like there was the physicality and the affection between these two men was quite obvious. And 
So part of me thinks of that and thinks that it's a bit incongruous with your view. I can understand definitely the fact, like the thing more so in um, Pain and Gain where they were like, oh, I need to do a set when they were angry or whatever. The thing that I didn't get from Pumping Iron just by virtue of the fly on the wall um, approach it took that I did get from Pain and Gain but that probably wasn't um, wasn't developed enough for me was the idea that or throughout history, especially especially in sort of like a biblical way or if we speak about Christianity, pride and this like sense of pride and appearance mm-hmm. and the pride you take in your self-esteem and your physical looks and your vanity has been like quite, I don't know, traditionally sin, something yeah. that's, yeah, that's criticised. And yeah. then only in very recent times have we come to admire that do we really um, – acknowledge and applaud people for taking like really sincere pride in their appearance and only that like people now who we admire in society and who we look up to are like people who go to the gym for hours a day and like are models and are this and Mm. you know and I think it's interesting to think about that and I think that when where that where um where what's it called pain and gain Sorry, where pain and gain had moments of comedy was where it sort of tried to like hit that nerve, but that wasn't that wasn't enough for me. I wanted it to go in on mm. it more and I wanted to see, and this is probably just by virtue of the fact that we watched these two films together. If you watch them separately, maybe yeah. I wouldn't have felt yeah. this, but I did want it to be like, look where we were, like this was a subculture that we like gawked at and look where we are now. This subculture is a part of our life and we admire it. And, and it's like, what does that say about us? And it is, it's an expectation. Like Tony so, Shalhoub's like schlubby character is like trying to be a, you know, muscle freak yeah. too. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, totally. exactly. So I don't know if in in my comparison of the films, it's like am I deciding that the film that didn't try and do that at all like is better because it didn't try and achieve what it did try and do better or am I admiring the other film that did try and do that but didn't do it enough for me? Right. Like, yeah, totally. You know, that's my where I'm coming Lizzie? from. I think I will choose, <laughs> I'm going to say. I'm going to go, I'm just right away, I'm going to go with Pumping Iron because um, I think it, it just, maybe just on this watch, it made me think about something with bodybuilding that I haven't really thought of before or like just about, you know, the fitness culture today that we've talked about a lot, which is that um, when they're talking to Arnold, he has this really creepy statement where he's like, I just knew when I was a child, like, I wanted to be like remembered and famous and big and like in the way that you know politicians and movie stars and you know dictators are i was like what the fuck <laughs> like, yeah. like how did you choose bodybuilding and it's like i think with with bodybuilding or like any you know self-improvement i'm like does it matter what these people do or is it just that they picked anything and want to be the best at it wanted to and be think, the best at it yeah yeah that's like a really ugly um way of thinking that's really prevalent now where it's like everything you do is just resume building and endless self-improvement mm. and you will never be finished on it like you always have to be working on yourself and improving yourself yeah. for no particular reason like I, I just think because like, that's expected of you to an extent it um the thing that maybe stands out to me with like a discipline or subculture or however you've been describing it like such as this is different from like pretty much most other things that I could think of that might be comparable as far as like artistic pursuits or even like other um, like physical pursuits that are just like not specifically about this or that aren't like where people aren't appraised in this way that's so like explicitly only visual so and aesthetic and that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's is that it's like I guess with pretty much anything else you could see feasibly there being a like positive outcome for someone else in the world from you being good at the thing that you do yeah Yeah. like like someone who likes listening to music like if you're a really great pianist exactly gonna be like well i like listening to you play piano yeah like you're if you're good at music you can like communicate an idea to someone else like you can you can make them feel like understood or happy or like safe or whatever but like and you obviously it goes way beyond music but like 
just about anything you do. Like you could be a really yeah. good lawyer yeah, and yeah. that yeah. could be your entire life. Whereas like, bodybuilding is like yeah. literally only for you. Exactly. Like yeah. with the exception of like you running around town trying to like lift trucks <laughs> off people. Stuck Which one guy truck. literally yeah. does. The guy Franco yeah. like lifts yeah. someone's yeah, truck. Yeah, he picks up a Italy. truck to help them yeah, uh, yeah. just the parking spot. Yeah. But like the odds going to really impact uh, someone. Yeah, it's yeah. not really a nine to five. Although I guess if, some people, especially in today's like sort of world where it's more integrated and part of our culture would argue like you can only be like your best self with other people if you're your best self. I'm also just seeing like, this idea of like I mean? if you are going. Like self-love. Like like Eliza's talked about that thing of being like, I want to be the best at a thing and have a legacy for that. If you have that level of like for some people, if that is such like a vanity thing for you, what better thing to perfect than the thing that you will take with you yeah. your mm. entire life your body like it's mm. the idea of being like if i'm going to be the best in the world at something it's going to be something that i am 24 7 undeniably yeah. in every single space i'm in like it's yeah. your presence you know sure. and so some um, of the figures in the film like um my cat says he was really bullied and like faced a lot of anti-semitism and it was little and lou ferrigno yeah has the totally. hearing he has like hearing problems hearing, and yeah, disability yeah. that he was bullied for it's like mm. if you were getting bullied for who you were like something is innate as like your upbringing or your hearing, I can mm. see how you'd want to be like, well, I'm going to turn my body into like a fucking tank and like mow people down. Yeah, yeah, mm. completely. Well, but like I could also see you spending a bit longer feeling that emotion and thinking that it might be a better thing to do to like write a book about by like, it. <laughs> well, yeah, like by enabling other people to not be hurt by that in the first place rather than just like for yeah. you to reverse your own trauma, like yeah. for you to actually yeah. like create a more productive space for people to not have that problem in the future. Mm. Totally. Yeah. As someone who like, oh my God, this is such a cringe thing to say. No, works out. Yeah, I was going to say like, like I really enjoy <laughs> exercising and I like exercise it like most days. Like I don't know how much of that is – Although, it, like, with anything like this, like, of course, it's in large part due to vanity. No, it's true. We, we should talk about, like... you do just enjoy it. Like, some, you know, it's not you always... You literally need endorphins. Like, and, but like, what is, is the, the presence of vanity in our life as well? Like, actually, it's a good idea to talk about, like, what our relationship to fitness is. Kind of, like, at the moment, I am feeling much better about myself because I am going like working out more exclusively cosmetically. I do not give a shit about being able to lift. Like my <laughs> best mate loves the gym and it's always been a big like joke, blah, blah, blah and stuff. He loves being able to lift heavy things. He loves being and like- see the last week, improvement. Yeah, last yeah. week I could lift this and now this week I can lift this. Like mm. he loves that. I like that I'm like, I look a certain way out of it. Like that's genuinely the outcome for me, which is completely vanity based. Yeah. But I guess it's about like what the balance of- of that in, in your life is. Um, mm. I guess my vote for this week, I loved them. I really enjoyed watching both of these films. Um, my vote is Pumping Iron as well. Um, I think it's actually like quite an enduring documentary for a reason. I think it's a really interesting artifact. And I think another thing I just wanted to like relate back to the point I was saying before is that like um, about like the themes I see in it is 20 years ago, I bet I would have seen Lou's dad, Lou Ferrigno's dad, mm. as a really sweet dad. Oh. So 20 Lou, years ago, you were Lou Ferrigno, yeah, well, obviously. I just mean, if I was oh, like, alive 20 years ago. Like, is that uh, my dad? <laughs> yeah. So I think Lou Ferrigno's dad, other than Arnold Schwarzenegger, is the most interesting character because he talks like a movie script. Like, he's yeah, literally like, seriously. so Lou. You're a champion. You're going to come out there and look like a Greek guy. Like, he just goes on these giant monologue rants and he sounds like he's been scripted. Yeah. Um, and I think 20 years ago, I would have been like, what a great dad. Like, what a great relationship. And watching it now, I find it so interesting that I look at it and I'm like, God, that's like your, you love that you can have this relationship with your son, but it's only based on this. And I'm like, the only way that you found to connect with your son was over like, Turning him into a monster. Literally turning him into the Hulk. Literally a monster. He's like, you're this Adonis, you're this Greek sculpt. You look like you were carved out of stone and stuff. And I'm like, Mm. yeah, I don't know. I just find that so fascinating in it. So my my pick is Pumping Iron. How about you, Meg? I can't believe you guys picked Pumping Iron. (gasps) Really? Well, not because I didn't like Pumping Iron. I really liked Pumping Iron, but I didn't think that you would. And I 100% thought that I would pick Pumping Iron, but I'm going to pick Pain and Gain. <gasps> wow. This Damn, so really? interesting. This doesn't happen much. I'm hey, sure. Why? Well, 
The reason is because I like what, like, I like what pain and gain had to say more. And, you know, like I yes. said, if I'm thinking about do I like one's message, but I like one's execution of a different message better. We talk about this a lot. Yeah, I, the I ambition, care more about ambition the ambition. versus execution of the a- ambition, yeah. yeah. Um, if I'm, if I were literally, this is such a, um, such a contradiction though. If you said to me right now, like, which one would you prefer to watch? I would much prefer to watch Pumping Iron. Mm. I don't really want to watch Pain and Gain again, but I can't it's help but It's very high like, energy. Like, it's pretty tiring. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and also though, it's just one of those things where I just feel like um with pumping iron, like I just don't know what it was trying to say. And I don't know that it could have said anything more because it was literally just on the cusp of what was unfolding. Like it couldn't really speak to what would become of the fitness world. Where and that pain isn't and it really can. a strength for you? Like you would have liked a bit more of a thematic Like I love a fly in, fly in the wall documentary, don't get me wrong, but when I like, and for if the I'm watching of our these, show of like, literally comparing yeah, the, should, should like, like each more. of yeah. them, like watching them back to back and thinking about the two of them and what they have to say about yeah. this, the thing that ties them together, mm. I like what Pain and Gain has to say more. Well, maybe the next time we watch a documentary, we should pick one that really like is like has a perspective, like a real a opinion. Really, on yeah, a opinion, yeah. I think the movie yeah, that could be I interesting. Think, like, we, yeah, I feel like we've set our picks. Congratulations, Pomping Iron. Pump up pumping, the iron. Pumping. And but I want to defend it a little bit and say I think it does have like a distinct story and angle and stuff. Like I feel like there is this secret story in it about how, you know, you spend the whole movie like 90 minutes or 100 minutes or whatever watching people work on their bodies and all the time and like agony and effort that goes into that. And then at the end of the movie it almost comes down to willpower instead. And it's yeah. like like Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. his thing is he – sabotages his contestants by playing like these kind of he sick gets mind into their games minds. with them yeah. and he kind of yeah. fucks with Lou Ferrigno and the documentary would never come out and say it but it, there is this suggestion that if Arnold Arnie hadn't kind of talked down Lou Ferrigno things could have ended differently like probably not because he's Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger but like yeah. <laughs> yeah I think that is kind of a secret little story in the film being like mm. you know you've spent all this time watching them get buff and at the end of the yeah. day they're and still now it's literally it's literally just they will people. yeah yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. I don't know. I don't know that that came across an, enough for me, though. But I'd like your, so much your to persuasive. both of these films. Yes. What layered films about big, both, giant muscle men? Yeah, I thought they were just big boy movies. <laughs> 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 I think it's funny that they're both, like, part fact, part fiction as well. Like, pumping out yeah. and being kind of staged. Because it's like, maybe that's the only yeah. way you can make a movie about super-powered, massive guys, like, doing the American <laughs> dream. Like, it's yeah. not real, <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. Ah, anyway, Love let's, it. like... Guys, do you want to, like, get your juice on and go and do some squats with the triplet in the attic? I hear him doing benches. Be- doing, doing benches, be- Bench presses up there. Jeez, throwing bro. dumbbells. Let's pump it up. Throwing it. Pump it up. He's pump like, it ah, up, Pump ah. it up. You know. <laughs> Horrible. He sweats blood. <laughs> yeah, let's see him. The triplet in the attic. Since you were the little soul objector, which, mm-hmm. which, what is your triple in the attic? Which, which, <laughs> which, which? <laughs> um, well, this is not my triplet, but I want to shout out Mick, who's my trainer. I was going to say, I don't think any of us man. actually ended up picking him as our triple in the yeah. attic, but and, we were um, all going to do Mick, our personal trainer. How he sounds so snobby. That's such a white person thing. Yeah. Our personal, the family like personal our trainer. in our house or something. He doesn't. We love Mick. And mum was really pushy when we told her the movies for this week. She was like, oh, let's get Mick to do something. And mum kept on like, thinking that he no. was like so. She had to be like, oh, he's going to blah, blah, Mick like, is such a good guy. Love, he would never guy. say no, but and whenever, he did not want to do I just don't this. think and he wanted to do Mick it. thank you, Mick, for letting us be our best selves. We could not have done nice another microphone. Not oh to object. Oh, yeah, literally. Oh, God. yeah, our setup right now is so unsophisticated. That's actually very true. That's not my triplet, but he is. The best. We love you, Mick. Um, but my triplet in the attic this week is not relevant at all to like the subject. It's literally just That's a medium of documentary. Um, oh my I'm gonna God. shout Jesus. out my favorite documentary film. Um, and you should watch this back to back, not with um, Pain and Game, but with I reckon Pumping Iron because they're both this kind of 
of the same era and fly on the wall documentaries. And my favorite documentary is Grey Gardens. Yeah, I was thinking it in my head. It stars Big Edie and Little Edie, who are these two charismatic characters from the Hamptons. Um, Jackie Onassis's and Onassis Onassis's <laughs> aunt and cousin, and it is just a ride. It is crazy. It's amazing. Um, so it was a documentary, and then it became like a film based on the documentary, which stars Drew Barrymore, and it's also a musical, and the score is really good, and it is like fucked up. Like these <laughs> women are that shit. Eliza does a really good impression, and I want her it's to do not it now. It's not that do good. It. Do it. Go, mother darling. Oh my god, mother darling. And she's like, this really is the best costume for the day. You need to wear the pantyhose <laughs> on top of the head and wrap the skirt around. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know enough about her. Watch this documentary and then good. listen back. She's killed it's it cute. with that um, impression. So that's my triplet. Love. Yeah. Amazing film. Noah, what about you? Can you talk that? Um, that's the kind of dumb youtube shit that meg hates oh, oh why do you always try and distance me i from don't you? i was saying we you are one i didn't think you knew it i just didn't think you knew it i was really impressed Thanks. that's the kind of shit that you tell us to turn off like yahabe and all that stuff yahabe. <laughs> none of these mean anything yeah, to we're anyone sorry, sorry. <laughs> um look up top that is that what it's called top, top that from movie teen witch yeah, look it up. It's really good. Um, my triplet in the attic this week is, um, okay, I think I was weirdly in recording this, I came across quite harsh on Painting Game, which is a film I really enjoyed. If anything, it sits too weirdly in the line in between really dumb and entertaining and actually being about something that means that it makes my critical Noah brain want to like nitpick it too much. Mm. There's a bit in it that uh, really stuck out to me and reminded me of a movie that does something in it so much better uh in pain and gain spoilers but we always spoil things there's a bit where pretty much their entire plan would have worked if they could have gone through with killing tony what did you call, what's her name tony yeah if they could have gone through with it and killed him uh the plan would have gone off without a hitch essentially i kind of want that movie what that reminded me of was a film that equally is kind of a it's actually a really cool like documentary hybrid thing uh that equally deals with the American dream and people feeling like they are owed more. And it's American animals. Um, I thought you were going to say girls trip with Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> rough night. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Curse me. <laughs> like a rough night. <laughs> so random. Um, uh, yeah, it's a terrific film about these, like, young guys that are like, we're going to do a really, uh, like, a heist of this like library that has like a special artifacts room kind of and steal this book that is worth so much money and literally it's not even going to da- like be that um dangerous all we have to do is knock out the receptionist and it's about that like a big part of the documentary is that they're clearly like so scared because they're just kids like not actual like they're like you know teenage or like in early early 20s students, and stuff definitely. yeah college students and a huge, huge part for them is they're too scared to overcome that they have to knock out the receptionist, just like knock her out, like tase her. Um, and it just reminded me of that beat in this movie and how I was like, oh, American Animals does that so much better. And it's such an overlooked film. You should watch American Animals. It's great. And it's like, um, it's like Pain Again, like based on a true story, but it like eats into that more. And it has yeah, like it the does. actual people in the film being interviewed. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Yeah. Like the, it isn't just like a, st- it's, it's like mostly acted out, but then like the real guys give interviews sometimes. It's such a weird format that I hope we see more of because yeah. it really worked for me. Yes. Oh, it's a Lizzie. good movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Wow. And also any of these movies could have been called American Animals, I reckon. Because you're like, oh, that's so true. Women. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> my, I know wrestling and bodybuilding aren't the same, but for my triple in the attic this week, I wanted to pick the best wrestling promo of all time, which is Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's about to oh, yes. a match, and he, he does this great wrestling promo where he, he keeps announcing that he's the cream of the crop. And he has, like, seven or eight little cream sachets. Like, when you go to a hotel and you look in the fridge and there's little, like, tubs of cream, like, tiny little, like, thimble-sized bits of cream. And, like, 
whatever the interviewer asks him, he has like he's definitely on coke. He has like a little like barb to come back, and he's like, "I'm calling out the World Wrestling Federation because I am the cream, oh yeah, of the crowd." And he'll like try and balance the little cream on top of his head, and then he's like, "On balance, off balance, it don't matter. I'm the cream of the crowd." And, like just how single minded he is. Like, what is with the second you get to LA, you're doing all these impressions. Oh, You've never done an impression on this show ever. I'm using this podcast as like a soft like launch for my voiceover career. <laughs> really, Do Jerry really Seinfeld. Hey, what's the deal with dating underage girls? <laughs> I don't know. You know he dated like a 15-year-old? Oh, no, yeah. I didn't. Jerry. Well, oh. I don't know if he's 15, but underage. Um, yeah, it's just a great video and it will genuinely inspire you. <laughs> <laughs> Make an eye. <laughs> just looked at each other, so defeated. We're just like, We're just like hmm. this show is about nothing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, Sorry. Well, Shall we just uh, end everything? Should we just like <laughs> just stop? flip this Guess table? It's time to end it all. Bye. Last episode. <laughs> before we before Sorry, we end going. it all, I'm just gonna give a little quick announcement to our audience and just say thank you for listening to this episode of Twin Peaks. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the last ever episode of Twin Peaks. Um, we would love some feedback. <laughs> Shut up. What? <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> Go on. Let me be, please. Please send me an email of support at twinpeakspodcast at gmail.com telling Nora and Meg to leave me alone. And <laughs> just like if you have any other feedback or comments. And if you have it if you want if you want to read people talking about film, cool young people, um check out roughcutfilm.com. One of my friends, Sam Harris, actually put pain and gain on his best of the decade list and wrote really concisely about how much he See, loves it. there it, it so is. That, recommend. like, this thing is actually perfect. Ridiculous. Sam, you and I, we're not that so guy, different I'm coming all. for you. Whatever. So okay. I'm sure he's a wonderful young he's a, journalist. Thanks for listening, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you want to tune in next week, we will be... Uh, oh, I'm so excited. Whistling our way along to... I was trying to think of a connection between these two films. They both have lots of whistling in them. We're watching The Great oh. Escape and Chicken Run. Yeah. Oh! Neither of them have. That's not a chicken. That was a wolf. (laughs) God, get me out of here. Um, And we will be watching it with. uh, Obviously, we've had a few guests now, but like this one person that's always in this room that we've never given the time of day. He really is the the all-time guest, guest. the unseen guest at every table. And he requested that we do Chicken Run. We have our boy, Anthony Carr, (laughs) just dabbing at the end of the table. He will finally be a part of the whole episode, giving us his passionate defense. He doesn't really need to defend Chicken Run. It's great. Uh, But he's going to be back in. If someone uh, comes for Chicken Run. I'm gonna throw hands. Like you're I, gonna chicken. I will, I will not put up with chicken sprint at them <laughs> <laughs> and clothesline that bitch. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Love oh it, Eliza. Really thank excited. you for joining us Thanks in your weird us, LA Eliza. time. This is the first time we've spoken yeah. via the phone. Yeah, genuinely, since let's you have moved. like a minor catch up. Oh, so like, what's, nice. what's happening? What's going on with what you? have you seen, um, by the way? What have I seen? You didn't see Brahms two. Brahms the boy two. I yet. haven't seen Brahms the boy two. I saw the Impractical Jokers movie. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I've heard. Right, well, I, I have heard of that. Are we going to make our listeners listen to this? I think so. I think yes. it's kind of charming. Just tell what's a funny, thi- funny uh, little a send off. Um, yeah. I today know. I saw. Today I went to go get some um, uh, feminine hygiene products. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>